0: Welcome! I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you're almost ready for the holidays. I am getting there, getting ready for the holidays. There's just so much to do, but most of my shopping is done. I have a few things that I still need to get, but I'm feeling pretty good about the shopping situation. I've also done some wrapping, so that's good. Christmas cards have not gone out yet, though. That's kind of weighing on me. Do you do Christmas cards? I just love them. But for some reason, this year, it's been a struggle. I have them in my possession. I just have not written down addresses. So I'm hoping that that's going to happen in the next couple of days. Fingers crossed. Well, I just got to make it happen because time is running out. But hopefully things are going well for you and you're taking some time to enjoy the holidays and not just stress about the holidays because that's important too. I have a really fun episode planned for you today. My friend Johnny J. from the DMSW podcast is joining me, and we're going to be talking all about visiting Disney parks with larger groups or families because it's kind of a whole different dynamic if you're visiting with a larger group than if it's just two or three people. But first, I want to start with some Disney news. Disneyland announced recently it would be bringing back a beloved Disneyland after dark event called Sweetheart's Night. Sweetheart's Night is incredibly popular and I'm not sure how long it's been around. I haven't looked into that, but they are bringing it back and it's on select nights January 31st through February 16th. So let me read you from the Disneyland website what this event is. Join us for an after-hours soiree bursting with heartfelt fun. Celebrate with the love of your life, your best pal, or cherished family. As Disneyland Park transforms into a celebration of love with unique entertainment, rare characters, specialty food and beverage offerings, shorter attraction wait times, and more. So this event is taking place only seven nights, January 31st, February 2nd, 5th, 7th, 9th, 14th, and 16th. So if you attend a Disneyland after dark event, then you get early admission into the Disneyland Park. So Sweethearts Night doesn't begin until 9 p.m. But if you have a ticket to Sweethearts Night, you can get in to Disneyland at 6 p.m. You don't have to make a theme park reservation. They're gonna have a special fireworks show. They're going to have a dance with princesses and princes in their dance ballroom attire near It's a Small World. You'll be able to ride on the Mark Twain Riverboat as you listen to jazz music. They've got lots of character experiences. They're going to have lots of different photo up op- ops set up. I've seen some of these photo ops, and they're pretty cute. Like they'll have a the romantic scene from Lady and the Tramp, or one from Little Mermaid, and you can put yourself into the scene, and there'll be a photo pass photographer there to take your picture, which is pretty cute. They'll of course have specialty foods, and some of the best parts of a Disneyland after dark event is that you don't have to wait in the super long lines that are usually a part of Disneyland because this is a special event they sell a limited number of tickets and that means that the wait times for all the attractions are much shorter so that is a huge perk and they also are encouraging people to dress up whatever that means to you it says, step out in style, take cues from some of your favorite Disney duos for flirty, purdy, and downright adorable outfits. And they're also going to be giving out a little like commemorative credential and guide map, which in the past has been a lanyard, so you can kind of see. It's got a little map on it that tells you where all the different events around the park are taking place. And then you'll also get unlimited downloads from the Disney Photo Pass will be pretty cool so people love this event ticket prices start at 129 dollars. it goes from 9 p.m till 1 a.m which is kind of a deterrent for me 1 a.m that's so late it would be fun though um, that's one I've always wanted to go to it's just never lined up with some of my other trips and although it sounds fun making a separate trip just for sweetheart's night I don't know. I like the idea of going, but it doesn't get me so excited that I'm going to make a special trip just for Sweethearts Night. If I ever happen to be there at the same time, though, I would love to check it out. Uh, The other Disneyland After Dark event that's happening is a new one called Princess Night, and it's only taking place two nights, March 7th and 9th. Now, Princess Night is kind of the same same type of thing. You'll be able to go to Disneyland beginning at 6 p.m. It says, enjoy an inspiring musical concert celebrating our heartwarming, adventurous heroines. They will have a DJ and dance music, a little dance party, different character experiences. They're going to have photo pass photographers out and photo ops. They're going to have some specialty dining and treats out it says nibble the night away with event night only menu options as selected Disneyland Park locations or a unique dining experience at Cafe Orleans um, then of course the best part is the shorter wait times for attractions that's going to be nice and you'll also get the commemorative credential which is the lanyard as well as unlimited Disney Photo Pass downloads So this, they also are encouraging for Princess Night people to dress your magical best, step out in style, take cues from your favorite Disney princess. Now, excitingly, I am actually going to be in town for this event. Disney Toontown opens March 8th, and so I'm going to be there for that, and I thought since I'm already going to be there March 7th, I might as well go check out this new Disneyland After Dark Princess Night. So I got tickets for it today, and I'm pretty excited. Tickets for this one start at $129, and they're only doing it for the two nights. Now, tickets went on sale for Magic Keyholders today. I'm um, taping this on December 12th. And they go on sale for everybody else on December 14th. So if you would like to go to either Sweetheart's Night or Princess Night, you're going to want to get tickets as soon as possible because they will sell out. These Disneyland After Dark events are always popular and tickets go quickly. So if you're interested in that, make sure you are on your computer ready to get into the waiting queue on December 14th it says no earlier than 9 a.m pacific standard time but I would start checking for the waiting room they oftentimes will open up a little waiting area to start the queue about 30 minutes before so start checking about 8 30 pacific standard time and hopefully you're able to get tickets if you're wanting to attend one of these events I think it'll be fun I just want to remind you that I am having a giveaway for you, my beloved podcast listeners. I'm doing a $25 Disney gift card giveaway, and all you have to do to enter is to leave me a review on my podcast. Ratings and reviews are really the only way that podcasts can be found in searches. So if people have current ratings and current reviews then they will pop up higher when people search for them and being a part of a search is the way that podcasts are able to grow. So I would appreciate it so much if you would rate and review my podcast. It really helps me out. That's how people find me and then you will automatically be entered into my giveaway. Now, this Disney gift card, you can use it on your next visit to the parks, or you can use it on Shop Disney, whatever you want. But I appreciate everyone who's already left reviews, you are the best. This contest will run, oops, I don't think I'm supposed to say contest, this giveaway will run through the end of December. So you have a little bit of time left to get your review in, but I really appreciate it. I wanted to read a review that I got recently from Katie. It says, great Disney pod. I just started listening to your podcast. My hubs and I are taking our two and and one year old girlies and wanted some tips for Disneyland with kids. I was only going to listen to your one episode about kids tips, but was hooked. Currently listening to your newest episode while I'm out for my Disney fit walk. Keep it up. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. And this next review comes from T. Vern, just found this podcast, loving it. I am planning a trip to Disneyland for my 25th anniversary. I haven't been to Disneyland since 2018, and my husband hasn't been there since 2009. I am trying to plan the the most epic trip, and this podcast has helped me a lot with the planning. So much has changed at Disneyland since we've been there. After listening to Melissa, I feel like I've learned so much. I appreciate the hotel information, and featured guests always bring so much to share. Thanks for the fun and informative podcast. I love it." Thank you so much, T. Vern, for your review. You guys, I appreciate it so much. Every day I check to see if I got a new review. I think I've even told you that I dream about getting these reviews. And whenever I get one, it just lights up my whole day and makes me so happy because, I mean, sometimes being a podcaster is a little lonely. I just sit here and talk to myself. And so when I get feedback from you, it's such a boost and I'm like, oh, I know that the numbers say there's people out there listening, but to actually hear back from people who are listening is so meaningful and important to me and I really appreciate it. So love you, love you lots. Thank you so much for re- your reviews. Ah, I truly appreciate them. Now, I know we talked recently about the Disney 100 celebration that is kicking off January 27th, but today they just released all of the merchandise that will be for sale during the 100 celebration. It's actually for sale now in the parks. I heard, haven't confirmed that yet, but I heard that you can buy it in the park starting now. I do know that it is also on Shop Disney starting now. Now, I'm not really a huge merch fan person. I mean, I like some of the things here and there, but I don't obsess about the popcorn buckets or all the different kinds of ears or all the spirit jerseys, things like that. But there are a few things that I am really loving about this new collection and They're both sweatshirts (laughs) because I love sweatshirts. Now the colors for the Disney 100 celebration are silver and purple. And purple is my absolute favorite color. So when I saw these sweatshirts, oh, I think I'm going to have to get myself one. They're pretty cute. Plus they're my favorite color. And I will be there January 27th for the kickoff. So I feel like I should have a Disney 100 purple sweatshirt. To wear. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I'm going to add that real quick to my Christmas wish list, and maybe Santa Claus or my husband will get it for me. We'll see. But I'm pretty excited about that. So if you are not sure about the Disney 100 celebration, then it's a celebration that's kicking off at Disneyland January 27th, but it's really celebrating the 100 years of the Walt Disney Company. So Parts of the celebration are going to be happening in all the different Disney parks, but it is mainly focused on Disneyland. That's kind of the home base. So it's pretty exciting. Along with the kickoff, January 27th, they're going to be opening Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that is opening in Toontown. So Toontown will stay closed, but this new ride will be opening as part of the kickoff. That's pretty exciting. And then Toontown's opening March 8th, which is gonna be amazing. I can't wait to check it out. There's really a lot of things happening at the Disneyland Resort in 2023. So if you haven't planned a visit, this might be your sign to plan a visit to Disneyland in 2023. Lots of fun things going on, plus they're going to have all of the regular things like Halloween time, and the Oogie Boogie Bash, and the holidays. It's all just such, I mean, you know I can't pick my favorite time to visit. I think we have thoroughly covered that. <laughs> Any time is my favorite time to visit. Whenever my next visit is planned, that's my favorite time. So if you're thinking about a trip to Disneyland in 2023, now's the time to grab your tickets, We just don't know when Disneyland's gonna raise ticket prices again. I mean, traditionally they have done it January, February time. They just did it recently, a couple months ago, but they have done it more than once back to back before. So it wouldn't surprise me if they raise ticket prices again. So if you want to visit, now is a great time to book your tickets. I always recommend booking them through Getaway Today because they're always discounted off the gate price. You don't want to pay full price. If you can ever save a little bit of money, you might as well. That's how I feel. Plus, they have amazing deals on hotels. I've got a lot of hotel reviews that might be helpful for you on my website. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. But check out Getaway today. You can get on a layaway plan. You don't have to pay for everything up front. They have a peace of mind plan that you can add so that you can cancel your vacation if you need to and get all your money back. Or maybe you wake up the day you're supposed to be leaving and everybody's terribly sick. And you need to reschedule. Getaway Today can make it happen. It's not going to be a problem. So that's one of the reasons I love Getaway Today. They give you flexibility with your Disney vacations. Plus their customer service is amazing. They're just really great people who really care about your vacation. So check them out. I'll put a link to them in my show notes as well. And if you book a package... With hotel and tickets, you can use my code MSM10 to save an additional $10. I'll also put their phone number in there. A lot of people like to call them. They are Disneyland experts. So if you are like, hey, we have five people in my family and we would like to stay somewhere that has a free breakfast or whatever you want just give them a call and tell them your wish list and they will help you find the perfect property that fits within your budget to make your trip happen. You're going to love them. So anyway, I'll put all their phone number and the link to their website in my show notes. If you call them, just tell them Melissa with Mix and Some Magic sent you for the very best deals and they will get you hooked up. Well, let's take a quick break and when we come back, I'll have Johnny J from the DMSW podcast with me, and we'll talk all about visiting the Disney parks with large families. We're going to be sharing a lot of tips, tricks, helpful information, and I think you're going to like it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixin' Some Magic. <music> heard of mouse dining? If not, I'm about to change your world because mouse dining is amazing for those hard to find Disney park dining reservations. So you sign up with them and they will send you alerts when the dining reservation that you're hoping for becomes available they do this for disneyland and for disney world and i have had great success scoring hard to get reservations at both of those different parks using mouse dining they have a free version where you can put in what date you're looking for what time you want to eat and what location you're looking for and they will send you an email alert when reservations become available or they have a paid subscription where you can put in all that same same information and they will send you a text alert when dining becomes available. I've used both and I've had good success with both. I think you're going to love them so stop stressing about dining. Mouse Dining is here to help. I will put a link to them in my show notes so you can get signed up and start booking those hard to get dining reservations. <music> Hi, I've got Johnny J here with me from the DMSW podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Melissa. How are you doing tonight?
0: Good. I'm doing great. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, My pleasure. My pleasure. I can't wait. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself if people don't know who you are?
1: Sure. So my name is Johnny J. I live in Massachusetts and my wife and I, we have six kids together and we're big time Disney fans. I became a big Disney fan because of the kids and bringing them and all the making the magic and all the memories we have from going with them. And during the pandemic, um, my love for sports and that being my big hobby really changed and kind of podcasting took over as my number one hobby. And eventually over time, I I felt like I was missing out on the party so had to uh had to get in on it myself and have some fun.
0: That's awesome. So tell us about your podcast.
1: Sure. So the name of it is the DMSW podcast and those letters are Disney, D for Disney, M for Marvel, and SW for Star Wars because that's the the material that I cover because when I was really starting to get into the Disney podcast thing, there were so many shows that I would listen to and they were really really good at covering all the disney stuff that i loved but they would just they wouldn't even go into the marvel or star wars subjects and a new movie would come out and everybody on the planet would be talking about it and from as a podcast listener it just like listening over time you feel like you become friends with friends with these people almost and like you value their opinions and you want to hear them talk about the same things that you like to talk about so there were a lot of these shows that i was really getting into and and listening to week after week. And when they wouldn't talk about a Marvel thing, I'm like, oh, I love these people's opinions and how they go back and forth on Disney stuff. I want to hear them talk about Marvel, too. So I felt like, okay, if I'm going to get into this, this is maybe my little niche within the niche of Disney. And I'll cover all the different kind of subjects under that big Disney umbrella. And and I'll hit the Disney stuff, the Marvel and the Star Wars all together.
0: That's awesome. So how long have you had your podcast?
1: I started just in April of this year, so I'm still I'm still a baby, still a rookie.
0: I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. So I have a, a confession, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really know very much at all about any of the Marvel movies, any of the Star Wars, nothing like that. I just had not super into movies I don't know I try but that's okay I've never even seen the first Avengers movie all the way through
1: Uh, what better time to start (laughs) than now
0: I know I should (laughs) I some of them I've seen like I love Black Panther I loved the what's the oh man I just forgot what it was called I don't know it had a dragon in it
1: Dragon. Oh, uh, uh the Shang Chi. Yes,
0: that's the one. Yep. I really liked yep. that one. I so <laughs> there are ones that I like, but I liked Guardians of the Galaxy, but the old Star Wars. I remember watching those, but none of the new ones. I'm just.
1: Yep. All right. There, so here's our, our new podcast. We can team up together here going forward. And Melissa gets introduced to Marvel and Star Wars, and it's just us live watching all the different movies and, and getting your live reactions on it.
0: Right. And I try to stay awake. <laughs> that's part of the problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I hear you there. I hear you there.
0: <laughs> so I fall asleep a lot. But you also you've been to lots of Disney parks, right?
1: Mostly just uh, Walt Disney World. I'm an East Coast guy. So yeah. Walt Disney World has been my home park. But uh, this year with the, the podcast starting up and, and one of my kids is a just a massive, massive Spider-Man fan. So last year at Christmas, uh, my wife just, just went, it, went all in and gave me one big present and said, I want you to get some one on one time with Hunter, our nine year old, and take him out to the West Coast and go check out all the Spider-Man stuff and all Avengers campus and all that stuff. So I've just finally made it to Disneyland for my first time ever earlier this year.
0: That's awesome! So fun. Well, mm-hmm. I want to ask you a couple questions about so we can get to know your Disney park side. Sure. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what is your favorite Disney park attraction?
1: So it's always been Tower of Terror because, like I said, East Coast guy. While Disney World is my park, and I remember growing up when I when I heard that they were changing. The Tower of Terror in California, I was like, I can't believe they would do that. Why would that's such it's my favorite ride? How could you ever mess with a classic like that? And uh, and I had to eat my words after coming out there, like I said earlier in May with my son and and going through the queue and just seeing it all like I was just absolutely blown away at how how well they 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 can they made the storyline fit with the ride there. And it's actually become my new, I, I recently did my, my rankings of my top favorite Disney rides and I put guardians above tower of terror. So tower of terror got bumped, bumped out of the number one spot and they're down to two now because guardians is just, it is the most fun I've ever had on a Disney ride. It's just, it's just such a blast.
0: It is so fun. I love it too. I have to tell you a couple weeks ago, I was there and we got into the little pre-show where you're in that library and they play the video. So we walk into the pre-show and there's this family, a mom, a dad and a little boy, and they are nervous. You can tell they've never been on it before. And all of a sudden the mom (laughs) says, is this where it goes up and down? Is this room going to start moving? And she frantically starts looking (laughs) around for something to brace herself. So hold on. (laughs) Yeah. And the cast member looks at her and he's like, Yes, just find anything and grab onto it. And she <laughs> just frantically starts holding onto the walls. And then he laughs and he's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This room doesn't move.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: But it was so funny to watch her. And I wished I had been on her same lift. Yeah. To see what her reaction was for that ride. Because I think she it was probably intense. When you've never been on Tower of Terror or Guardians, that's a pretty intense ride
1: yeah this is definitely a little intimidating a kind of fear of the unknown for sure,
0: yeah does your son like it too?
1: yeah he loves it yep yep all the all the all our kids really love the thrill ride, so everybody gets into it.
0: that's fun, okay, what is your favorite thing to eat at a disney park
1: that that's definitely dolib yeah for sure i I was lucky enough I had a uh my best friend from high school uh was in the military he got stationed out in Hawaii and he got married out on Oahu and he invited me out there to be the best man in his wedding. So I got to go to Oahu and try Dole Whip like right from the source, right from the Dole Mm -hmm. plantation. And it was like, Oh my God, this is the best tasting stuff in the world. Like why don't we have this back at home? This is incredible. And then the, the very next time I went to Disney, they had it there and i was like oh my god and now they have all the different flavors and over here on the east coast and disney world they have tons and tons of different flavors and they mix it up depending on the time of year and stuff like that so it just makes it it's my little that's that's my collection some people go christmas ornament or or magnet i i collect all uh-huh. every time i go if there's four different flavors across disney world i make sure i collect all four before i go home
0: <laughs> so do you have a favorite flavor combination
1: I think uh, I would go pineapple coconut swirl is probably number mm. one. But I would uh, the the but the orange vanilla is really good too. It tastes like a creamsicle. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but pineapple coconut's number one.
0: Have you ever done it in the float with the float style?
1: I haven't done the floats because I never I didn't like root beer floats or anything like that. Kind of growing up, so I'm just classic just ice cream only guy.
0: Yeah, my favorite is just the pineapple Dole Whip with the pineapple juice. Yeah, I love there you it. go. So good yeah Yeah. but now at disneyland we have tropical hideaway so they have a couple of other flavors now which is pretty fun to try the different ones
1: yep such a beautiful area there too like i could have i could have sat there all day and just relaxed kind of in the shade and just people watched with the boats going by such a great spot
0: yep it is nice i wish they had mobile ordering though because that line gets Mm. long (laughs) okay what is on your disney bucket list
1: Disney bucket list. I mean, if we're going to go complete extreme bucket list, I'm going to go for that plane trip that they announced through uh, the Disney <laughs> Disney exploration thing there where you fly on the plane and it takes you to every single Disney park around the world. But uh, if I had to pick a more realistic one, it would probably be a lot because I haven't been back to Hawaii for a while now to uh, uh, since my buddy's wedding there. So I'd love to get back there and and mix in a little Disney theming with it as well on top. That'd be pretty cool.
0: That would be fun. Do you remember how much that Adventures Disney around the world trip cost? It was
1: it was over a hundred grand. It was like hundred and fifteen ah. or hundred and nine, something like that. It was just over a hundred grand. So <laughs> yeah.
0: that would be amazing though. As long as you have a bucket list, that yeah. might as well be on there.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, and when when the lottery's cracking a billion everyone it makes that dream even <laughs> a little bit easier to shoot for you just convince yourself you're like oh i'm i'm going to win this and then when right. i win i can take every disney friend i've I've made along the journey here we can all go on the <laughs> plane together i'll buy out the whole plane
0: it'll be perfect yep yeah dream big yeah absolutely <laughs> well we thought it would be fun tonight since we both have bigger families you have six kids i have four kids to talk kind of about taking bigger families to the Disney parks because it's different than just taking one or two kids it's kind of a a process
1: yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) you just do things differently when you have a big family
1: oh absolutely
0: so when you guys go to Disney World then do you stay on property or where do you like to stay with all of your family
1: yeah, we always like staying on property. It just makes it kind of, you get that all all inclusive type of feeling. And I love not having to worry about parking lots and and all that type of stuff. We we travel in a massive uh van like one of those it looks like one of those vans that you'd see at a holiday inn or something picking up a bunch <laughs> of uh, business people at the airport. So that's that's how we travel. So it's a pain in tight parking spots and stuff like that with that van. So I love being able to just check into the Disney going into that Disney bubble and just kind of checking out from the rest of the world and being like I know when I'm in my hotel I can go anywhere on Disney property I need to go, whether it's Skyline or a monorail or a Disney bus or or whatever. So, yeah.
0: So would you have a favorite place that you stay?
1: It used to be uh, Art of Animation, but we've now that we're up to six kids, we've actually outgrown the family suite. So mm-hmm. the first uh, time we took the kids, we only had four And then we went back two more times when we had gone up to five kids. But this last trip that we just did was our first trip with all six kids. And we had to go. uh, We switched it over to Pop Century because we actually had to get two two adjoining rooms together just to uh, fit everybody uh, thanks to the fire code. Uh, but yeah, Art of Animation has is, is been our, one of our favorites with the kids just because the theming is so over the top and all the just massive uh, statues of the Lion King and car, the Cozy Cone Pool is amazing. So that mm-hmm. that whole the whole Art of Animation property is, is really awesome. But what we've kind of fallen into is, is these last few trips as we do the split stay. So because we drive down with six kids, it's just logistically it doesn't work mm-hmm. on a plane. So we always uh, drive down and that drive from massachusetts to florida it will wipe you out it's uh it's a long haul
0: how long is it
1: it's uh if you perfect sit, perfect scenario it's like 22 23 hours but usually with bathroom stops and food stops and a little traffic here and there it usually ends up being right around 24 to 25 hours what all is said and done so
0: yikes!
1: so what we've been doing is we do a split day and we'll we know that like the majority of the trip when we're going to the parks and stuff, we try to go to that value level resort to help keep the the money down. Uh, but what we've been doing is the first night or two nights, we'll stay at like a moderate resort. So we and, but we do no park days on those days. So it kind of mm-hmm. it's almost like a little mini vacation to kind of get you ready for yeah. the vacation because a Disney vacation is a workout. You're going to walk a lot of miles and and uh, wear yourself out. So it's, a, it's kind of a nice way to recover from the drive and also kind of recharge the batteries before you start hitting the parks. Um, so we stayed at Boardwalk and uh, Caribbean Beach and absolutely love those two resorts as well. They're great.
0: That's awesome. That's a good idea to have just a rest day, to, especially at one of those nicer properties where you can really enjoy the pool and all that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the the boardwalk's got an amazing slide. Plus, just the boardwalk area itself is beautiful at night to walk around and enjoy that whole atmosphere. And it's like you said, it's just it's great to just kind of relax and get ready for the uh, the major part of the vacation.
0: When we have been to Disney World, we have actually never stayed on property. Oh, wow. Because it is tricky with bigger families. I mean, when we're with our whole family. When I've been, I've stayed. But with the family, we've never stayed because we either would have needed a suite or two rooms. And heads up, it's so expensive. Yep. So the last two times we've been, we have just rented a house that's nearby.
1: Oh, that's a good idea too. Yep.
0: And it's actually been cheaper than staying on property. And the house we got last time had a private swimming pool and hot tub, and it had a game room. And then we had a bunch of bathrooms, and we were able to eat breakfast there and you know, have snacks. And it was really kind of fun to just be able to have our own space. And we had a rest day that we just stayed at the house, and we swam in our pool, and we saved money (laughs) over staying on property, which was really... I mean, I always like saving money.
1: Absolutely, yeah. With as many kids as you and I have, you're you're gonna pinch anywhere you can to help uh, extend extend the trip on the other side,
0: right? For sure. But I feel like at Disneyland, there's more hotel options for larger families than there are at Disney World, especially not with the on-property hotels at Disneyland, but they have so many that are right around disneyland that have family suites that can fit six or even eight people with bunk beds and all kinds of things so i feel like there's more options right around disneyland than there are around disney world for larger families yep i wish that wasn't true but (laughs) i feel like disney world needs to up their their rooms their room game for larger families
1: yeah, that's what I say. They they've done well with the family suites. They, they and they just had them at Art of Animation for a while, but now they've refurbished a lot of the uh, the All Star uh, Value Resorts as well, and a lot of those over at the All Stars have the the family suites as well. So they're they're doing a good job for the the five or six uh, uh, total people uh, groups. But yeah, once you get up above six and you're in that seven, eight, nine, ten category, wow. yeah, we could we could use another option somewhere out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well. How do you? This is changing subjects a little bit, but how do you? How what is the age span of your kids, and how do you keep them all happy?
1: <laughs> um. So the old the oldest is thirteen. That's Colby. Uh. And then we have twin girls that are eleven, Sydney and Zoe. Uh. We have Hunter, who's nine. Uh. Harper, who's five, and then our youngest is she'll be three in uh in March. And her name's Piper. So, thirteen to almost three is our range. And as far as keeping them happy goes, um, I don't think they really have a choice. They know <laughs> they it's it's all they've ever known is a is a big family and and lots of kids. So they all know that we do the best we can as parents to kind of rotate through and everybody gets their turn picking their favorite ride or or their show that they want to do. And it's a it's a, a, a teamwork atmosphere between my wife and I, too, when we travel to the parks where we When it gets late at night and one or two of them are like clearly done and they're kind of ready to go to bed for the night, one of us will go back to the room with them and then the other one will stay late with the kids that still got some battery left in uh, in the tank.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And do you guys use Rider Switch?
1: Uh, we haven't used it because my wife's not a like she's not a, a big fan of the of the ride. She's more she just wants to be there with the kids and just mm-hmm. and just watch them have fun on the ride. She's not a, a huge ride person herself. So,
0: oh, that's nice. She,
1: she usually doesn't care about that part of it.
0: Yeah. So she doesn't feel like she's missing out. So yep. when she waits with one of the smaller ones. So that's nice
1: yeah so she'll and she loves the 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 kind of the one on one or the one on two time so she'll take the two littlest ones and go meet the princesses or or do one of the slower rides and then I can go do some of the adventure rides or the the thrill rides with the the bigger kids or if if one of the bigger kids is too creeped out to do haunted mansion or Tower of Terror or something like that then they can go with mama and hang out with her and the little girls so It works out.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Divide and conquer. Yeah,
1: yep. And she's a school teacher, too. So she's absolutely she's amazing. That's people ask, how do we even handle having six kids? And all the credit goes to my wife. She's a school teacher. And she was she was built in a lab to be the like the the perfect mom. She's just has so much patience i don't know how the heck she does it but she's got those teacher skills of knowing how to keep kind of everybody engaged and happy and she can pick up on when somebody's starting to kind of go in the wrong direction and get a little aggravated or annoyed and she'll know how to all hey, right you go gra- grab that one go get a snack or go do this ride or something like that so she's she's team captain always kind of keeping <laughs> everybody going in the right direction and uh for the best for the most part in, in a good mood
0: that's awesome yeah Well, before we go with our family, my kids are older now, but when they were little, we would always have a family meeting before we left and I would tell them all the rules like this is what (laughs) you do if you get lost and this is everybody's going to have a good attitude. I don't want to hear any complaining and on and on. But my number one rule is that when we stopped to go to the bathroom, everybody had to go to the bathroom and I don't want to hear a single person say, I don't have to go to the bathroom (laughs) you go in and you try because yep. we're all going to be on the same bathroom schedule <laughs> and it worked out pretty well for the most part.
1: Excellent. It's a good strategy.
0: <laughs> it is. We all have to be on the same page. Yep.
1: Yeah. With that many kids, if you're not on the same page, you'll you'll be living at the bathrooms all day. So good move.
0: That's true. Yep. It's true. Um, so what about, do you have any dining tips? How do you guys do dining?
1: Yep. So we always would typically do the dining plan back when it existed. Um, but even now that it's not there anymore, we still, uh, for the last trip, we, we for the most part, always, anytime we have a park day, we try to schedule in uh, one character meal. And I know kind of some people think they're waste of money or they're too expensive and it's I always feel like it's it's like most things with Disney is it expensive sure yes it's expensive but the value that you get out of one of those character meals to me is, is, is worth it. You're, you're, you're getting what you're paying for it. So it gives us a good break in the day and gets us into the air conditioning. We can kind of take our time. There's no, nobody's rushing us out the door to get back out into the, the heat of the park. So we can, we definitely kind of slow the pace down and take our time and, and get our money's worth of, of going up to the buffets and stuff like that. But uh, it, it gives you great one-on-one re, um, interactions with the characters. It makes it easy for them to get all their autographs and the autograph books and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, it's just it's just a good break in the day. It kind of helps break things up and it prevents us from having to go back to the resort and take a break and, and rest there. We can kind of get that out of the way right there in the parks without even having to leave.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And then you get to see all the characters and you don't have to wait for them later on another yep. time. So I do love the character dining as well. And I I mean, they are expensive, but you're right. There is a value to being able to be that close. And those characters really take so much time with each and every person. They do. And I love that. Yeah. They make sure that they interact with every single person in your group. And I really appreciate it. It's pretty fun.
1: Yeah. Even when they're not at the table, just if one kid's getting up to go to the bathroom or somebody's going up to get food, they'll, there's always those little random chances where you'll run into them or cross paths and you get those little magic moments with them, interacting with the kids. So as, as we all know, all cast members and especially the the character cast members are just phenomenal.
0: They are. So do you have a favorite character dining at Disney world?
1: Uh, I, Probably our favorite is, is chef Mickey's, which doesn't have the best quality of food, but it's just the, it's one of those just family traditions and kind of magic things that we always remember is that's, Typically, our first park day is always Magic Kingdom, and we always do our best to try to get at Chef Mickey's before the park even opens so we can get to the contemporary, enjoy that that meal. You get the, the Fab Five characters, so you get yeah. Mickey and the gang right out of the gate, right on there on that first uh, park day before you even enter the park. And um, so it gets the kids excited, they're into it, and then you hop on the monorail and head over to the parks and let the fun begin.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. That's a fun way to start your trip. I love it. Yeah. Very yep. fun. Okay, do you have any just general tips about traveling with a big family?
1: I think the the best tip that I can give is you, you have to treat it differently than if you were just going like on a couples trip or an adults only trip and you're you you're there for the kids and you you really kind of need to let them not not decide everything that you do, but you as the parent need to understand that like when they're in a bad mood they're four or five years old you can't just tell them like get over it or or it's not a big deal we'll do it later you'll get your way but you gotta wait two hours like you kind of gotta go with the flow and and when the kids are kind of at that point where they're burnt out from walking around in that florida heat and that mugginess all day take that break just take the break. a a 20 minute break in the shade eating an ice cream or just relaxing can save hours of part-time later
0: yeah, so true. I think being flexible is very Exactly. important cuz yep. you just don't know what the day is going to bring. So being able to go with the flow and having a good attitude and realizing that um like you're creating memories there with your family, it's not like you know, you're not there on a vacation. It's kind of a trip.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the parents it's work.
0: <laughs> yes. And I think also to know that there's it's, there's no such thing as a perfect vacation. Like something is going to go wrong. Someone's going to be upset. Probably you at some point. Right.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And those things are all just going to like sort themselves out in your memories later on. And you won't even remember them. You just remember all the good, happy, magical times.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. Last question. Something that my listeners are always wondering about is how to save money. Do you have any money saving tips? for large families
1: yep so the the first one right out of the gate that i even like tell all my friends and family up here when they say oh we're gonna yeah. plan our first disney trip or we're getting ready to go i always tell them if you have a target red card you should pay for 100 of your trip on disney gift cards and use your target red card get that five percent which i you know five percent doesn't really seem that like that much but over the most Disney trips are going to have a comma in that bottom uh, price number. So it's going to be a big one and 5% of a big number really does that up over time. And and we'll, we'll buy those ahead of time when we go down too. And we'll buy a few of those and just have them have the code kind of saved in your email, ready to go. And any of the dining that we do or any of the, souvenirs that we buy while we're on property it all goes on those disney gift cards so you just know in the back of your head that literally anything you do you're saving five percent the entire time that you're there
0: yeah that is a good tip plus if you're paying for it all in gift cards you kind of feel like it uh takes away the sting a little bit, do you think?
1: It does. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You don't come home to that massive uh, credit card bill. On the other hand, you've already paid for it ahead of time.
0: Right. It's like you're prepaying for your vacation, so you don't have to worry about it. It's already paid for. I like that. (laughs) And I also have asked like grandparents to give kids gift cards for Christmas or birthdays when we're leading up to a trip, and then they have their own souvenir money on a gift card, which is really nice.
1: Yep. And it's, that's, that's fun in itself. Just seeing a kid with $25 in their hand, you would think they'd have 20, like $2,500. They're just so excited to have that. And it's, especially for, for families like us with, with lots of kids, I'm sure you guys are the same way. All it's so fun to watch the different (laughs) person, the different personalities of the kids. And like our last trip, one of my daughters, her money was gone before the end of the first day. Like she couldn't buy enough stuff. It was, I want this, I want that, I want this. And then there were other kids where they'd go up to something and pick it up and be like, $18, I don't want it that bad. And they <laughs> they put it down and walk away. So it's it's so fun to just uh, watch your, your kids' different personalities come out when they have uh, their own money that they're responsible for. It's fun.
0: That is fun. Yeah, I do like that. Now, we always pack all our own snacks. Yep. When my kids were little, we didn't buy anything at the park except for one meal a day we would pack in lunches we would pack snacks water bottles everything and then a few years ago we went to disney world with grandparents yep and they spoiled the heck out of my (laughs) kids like every time we passed a pretzel stand who wants a mickey pretzel who wants a churro who wants an ice cream bar and i remember saying to my kids listen this is fun but this is not how we go to Disneyland. <laughs> so just so you know, yep, this isn't a normal thing that's gonna be happening all the time. <laughs> but it was fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then every time from there on they're like, Can we bring grandma and grandpa again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it was kind of a slippery slope because before they didn't know how good the ice cream bars were and the Mickey pretzels. <laughs> And now they did.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> Pandora's box has been opened.
0: Yeah. But now that they're older, there's not as many souvenirs they want to buy. So they will take their souvenir money and buy yeah. treats with it. There which, you go. <laughs> which works out. Yep. Yeah. So we do like to pack in snacks, though, and things like that. I feel like that always saves a little bit of money. Anytime you can save money.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Watch the calendar, too. That's another we always try to try. We look at that calendar and see when the ticket prices are at their lowest when the hotels are at their lowest rates and my wife being a teacher kind of pigeonholes the times that we can go anyways because she can't just take vacation time during the school year so we're kind of stuck going during school vacations or during the summertime but it works for us up here in new england our kids don't go back to school typically until after labor day so a lot of the trips that we take we it's it's hot it's tough going in uh, florida at the end of august but that's uh, a really really cheap time to go i think it's the second cheapest time of the entire calendar to go is like that last week of august coming into those first couple of days of september but it works it's what you're gonna do what you're gonna do to save the money
0: yeah well that's perfect because nobody wants to take their kids out at the beginning of the school year so that's why it's so low and you guys can just sneak right in there that's perfect yep that's so fun well thanks so much for chatting with me today it's fun to get to know you and talk to you a little bit
1: absolutely yeah anytime thanks so much for having me
0: well tell everybody where they can find you
1: Sure. So uh, the podcast itself is in basically all the major podcasting apps. So if you just search out DMSW, it should come right up for you. The name of the show, again, is the DMSW podcast. Uh, And you can find me on Instagram at the DMSW podcast. And you can email me the DMSW podcast at gmail.com.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Pleasure is all mine. Thanks for having me.
0: It was fun talking to you. All right. We'll talk to you later.
1: All righty. Take care.
0: Thank you so much, Johnny, for joining me to talk all about Disney Parks with Large Families. That was really fun, and I think there was a lot of great information shared that will be helpful to lots of people. So thank you. Always fun to talk with you, and I appreciate you joining me. I will put a link to all of Johnny's information, like his Instagram and his podcast info, in my show notes so you can check him out. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram and check out his great podcast. Well, that's about all I've got for you today. I hope you have a great rest of your week, get lots done, stay safe, eat some yummy holiday treats, all the good stuff. I made those Christmas wreaths, those cornflake Christmas wreaths, do you know what I'm talking about, last night? They are one of my favorite holiday treats, and it's so, so silly because it's just cornflakes, marshmallows, butter... Can't get more simple. And I'm not a huge Rice Krispie Treat fan, but these cornflake wreaths, there's something amazing about them. I think I've eaten like nine so far. Ugh, it's not good, but at the same time, it is so good. Anyway, I'm going to try to not eat too many more of those, but if I do, I do. It's the holidays. What are you going to do? Anyway, I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.